Lord be with you.
about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group have stilted us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they, they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah would suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking the Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. We just heard the familiar and beloved story known as the road to Emmaus. Where at dinner, Jesus' disciples finally 
recognize him when he breaks bread. Our caller this morning says that Jesus made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread. I wonder why he did that. Why would Jesus identify himself with bread? Why would he choose to come to his disciples and to us in that most ordinary of things? Perhaps one reason is that praying is ordinary, which doesn't seem at first like a really good reason. Bread is so ordinary. We eat it most every day, we can get it anywhere, and it doesn't last long. Bread seems like too ordinary a thing for Jesus to identify himself with. Jesus is the Son of God, the light of the world, the source of everlasting life. Things like gold or diamonds or silver would seem more suitable vehicles for conveying the presence of the Lord of life. Bread is so ordinary and impermanent. Why would Jesus identify himself with something so common? Because that's exactly what God was doing in Jesus. God sent Jesus to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us. In the person of Jesus, God took on an ordinary body, an ordinary life, with all its vulnerability. God isn't shut up in a tabernacle of gold. God is as real and accessible to us as the bread we eat every day. And there's another thing about bread. Bread can be broken. In fact, bread must be broken in order to be shared. You don't eat a loaf of bread whole. You slice it or break it into pieces so that everyone at your table can have some. At the Last Supper, the first Eucharist, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. That's how Jesus fed the disciples at the Last Supper, and that's how he feeds us today in the Eucharist. In the Last Supper, Jesus offered us himself, gave himself away, and in doing so, gave us a pattern to follow. Jesus identified himself with bread that was broken and shared because in order for us to do Jesus' work in the world, and what else are we here for? We have to break our bread and give it away. When we share Holy Communion, the bread, which is Jesus, is broken and given to each of us. And then we have to walk out the doors of the church and repeat the same pattern. We have to walk out the doors and do the same thing. Break our bread and give it to others. It can't happen only at the altar. It has to happen outside the doors as well, or we have no reason to keep our doors open. There's something else about bread 
Jesus taught us to think of, that, think of it that way, to ask God when we pray for our daily bread. But it's easy for us not to recognize bread as a gift because we buy it. We go into a store and get a loaf of bread off the shelf, give the cashier money that we earned to buy the bread. It doesn't appear to be a gift, something that is given to us. We think it's our bread. And we don't stop to remember the miracle of soil and sun and rain that grew the wheat from our bread. We don't stop to remember all the hands that labored to make our bread. We don't stop to remember it was that gave us the skill and talent in the first place to earn the money to buy our bread. Okay, pop quiz. Is there a difference between saying, this is our church and this is God's church? Let me know on your way out what you think. Jesus knew that give us this day our daily bread isn't just about bread. It's about everything in our lives. To ask God for our daily bread is to remember that all we have is a gift from God. We would have nothing without God. To ask God for our daily bread is to acknowledge that we are not in control of our lives, but in God's care, all our lives. My prayer today is that I remember every day to ask God for bread, to thank God for the bread God gives me, and to share that bread as freely as God shares it with me.
Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. In the Anglican Bible of Prayer, we give thanks and pray for the Diocese of Nanyang in South India, for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, and for reconciliation in the worldwide Anglican community. In our Diocesan Bible of Prayer, we give thanks and pray for the ministries of St. Anne's in the field of Lincoln, St. Paul's Church, Nick, Trinity Chapel, Shirley, St. Mark's Church, Southborough, and Acolytes. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. I ask for prayers for Michael, our presiding bishop, Alan and Gail, our bishops, Sarah and Becky, our priests, and Maureen and Judy, our priests' associates. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons.
O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. The peace of the Lord be always with
morning. I'm Arthur Walker, and I'm here. Good morning, I'm Arthur Walker, and I'm here uh, inviting you on behalf of the Concord Carlisle Human Rights Council to a very special event this evening, the annual Holocaust Memorial uh, uh, Program and observance at the Town Hall at 7 p.m. Uh, tonight. The uh, speaker uh, is actually a filmmaker named Susan Ryder, uh, who will present a documentary film the, uh, called Exile and Community, the Life of Corolla, Corolla Domar. And this is a story of exile and from uh, the uh, uh, Holocaust in Germany. And uh, this uh, program is always well received. And uh, Rosalie Garut, the cantor, will lead us in song. And it's uh, always a very moving evening. So, uh, you are all invited. Thank you. Hi, I'm Roseanne Kasseback here, and um, I a bit back we had a, um, a large meeting, and I just wanted to thank everyone for um, contributing so much group. It just happened to fall on um, the Sunday that I was responsible for, and the group was really large. So. The generosity of um, this parish is just amazing. Um, uh, I'm, as you know, I'm responsible for the first Sunday of the month, and that's coming up um, for the coffee hour. And um, I'm just reaching out to anyone who um, one wants to um, be on the community, be on my group um, on a more regular basis, and if anyone who can bring something, um, you know, for next week. Um, and if you aren't going to be here, if you Think you can you come in during the week and want to leave something in the refrigerator, just please mark it. So, but um, thank you everyone for your continued support. Good morning, I'm Ernie Stewart. I agree with Rosanna that the generosity of this parish is pretty unusual. I'm going to ask you to be generous with your time. In your bulletin this morning, you'll find the sustainability exhibit where we're going to ask you to participate in a number of groups that are being formed over the next few weeks. Please consider joining one of the groups. We really need your input, your thoughts, and your ideas. And if you could get those forms to us over the next week or two, we would be very appreciative. There will be dozen members of the Catholic Church after the service today, and you can collect the forms from you if you're ready to make a decision. Thank you very much. There will be healing prayer right over here in this transept during communion and the people following prayer who would like prayers for anything happening in their life, anything on their heart, or for somebody else who you want to receive prayer for you. Walk in love as Christ loves us, who gave himself for us and offered his sacrifice.
that the girls who marry them their school may be blessed in their studies and in their reading. For this bit of love for our community there. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. At your command, all things came to be the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets and their forces, and this fragile earth, our island home. From the primal elements you brought forth from human race and left us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust and we turned against one another. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time, you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and to peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope, to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table 
it only, and not for renewal. Let the grace of this Holy Communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great High Priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, your Church gives honor, glory, and worship, from generation to generation. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father,